Welcome to the Overthinking Arsenal podcast. My name is George, an avid gooner from South Africa. Here with a bit of good news. We've won three points in the bag. So, uh, we played Southampton. We needed the three points by hook or by crook, skin of teeth, whatever you say. And we got a 2-0 win against Southampton, our traditional hoodoo team. Man, it felt so good to get the three points. So, as usual, we're going to go through the game. Uh, let's go to the starting lineup. We had Martinez in goal, Hector Bellerin on the right, Kieran Tierney on the left, Mustafi and Holding in the center. All in all, a good defensive performance. Uh, Martinez did the business. It seems like we're very gifted with keepers these days. Um, yeah, Martinez made a few key saves there. Uh, saves us a bit of blushes. Tierney, as always, solid. Uh, came off with an injury, or what looked like an injury. We're hearing back that it was just a cramp, so that's good. Uh, Tierney, solid defender. Um, I'm not too sure about him going forward, but what I do like is that him and uh, Saka create a bit of strength down the left there. Uh, Bayerin, not as cavalier as usual, but... It's not something that we haven't seen before. In the previous games, he hasn't been as cavalier as he normally is. So uh, those must be instructions from Mateta himself. Mustafi and Holding um, did very well. Not too much to complain about with them. They were pretty solid. They did the job they needed to do. Uh, Granite Xhaka and Ceballos. Yeah, we missed Granite Xhaka. That That is a player we missed. Uh, and as much as everything has happened with him, when fit, he holds this team together and apparently he's got some crazy streak that goes like in the teens of games that he's played. And when he's played, we haven't lost. So that just highlights how important of a player he is. Ceballos is still a headless chicken. Uh, he's still running around a bit too much. He still lacks a bit of control there in the center. But I think him playing with Chaka really provided some... Um, some control to what he normally does him and Gwenduzi tend to run around a lot so the midfield pairing of the two was pretty energetic but hard to watch uh, a lot of sideways passes a lot of back passes Saka again stellar performance from the boy uh, still needs to put pen to paper we need to sign him up he's amazing the maturity he shows for his age is something else he he, he's really, he really is one for the future. I wish we had signed him up earlier. Um, he's responded very well to the, the positions we've been throwing him into. Pepe was a passenger this match. Um, didn't do, really do much. Southampton was sitting back a lot. Uh, it only really freed up later in the match. Which could have actually helped him if he was still on the field. But Arteta decided to take him off. Uh, understandably so. I mean, he didn't have a very good game. Uh, Aubameyang still, still trying to find that goal, that post-coronavirus quarantine goal that he's been looking for. Came very close, hit the crossbar. Um, apparently, the keeper got a thumb to it. I must say, in the beginning of that match, we were sitting there, and after I saw that, I was thinking, oh gosh, the football gods have cursed us again. But no, he... He had an okay game. I mean, he set up, he, he almost set up a couple of goals, and I think they're starting to see him. 
there was a ball from Martinez over the top, which is exactly what we've been asking for. If you're going to play Oba on the left, um, tends to wear out his engine playing on the left since he has to go all the way back and run all the way forward. So towards the end of matches, we kind of lose him. Uh, Nketiah, who knew he was the man that was going to get us over the hump um, with a wonderful pressure goal. Pressing, got the ball, scored it. What more do you need? Of course, on the bench, uh, our extensive bench, our extensive quarantine bench, um, Papas, Lacazette, Ozil, Maitland-Niles, Nelson Willock, Kalazanach, Macy and Smith, Kalazanach, Willock and... Klesnach, Willock, Maitland-Niles and Lacazette made it onto the field later on into the match. Um, again, Laka was instrumental in the, in the second goal, seeing as he's the one who hit the wall and then hit the keeper to allow Willock to score. Good to see our, de- our, our development players um, coming through for us and scoring. Let's go on to the stats. 11 shots apiece, 3 shots on target from Southampton, 5 shots on target from us, uh, 48% possession for Southampton and we had 52, 14 fouls for us, they had 10, no yellow cards on the Southampton side, we had 2, uh, 1 red card late, pulling back Aubameyang, um, 2 offsides for them, 1 for us, they had 4 corners and we had 6. So our standings go, we're now number 9. Uh, we're no longer in the bottom half thank the good lord let's hope that we can carry on doing that one point behind Sheffield two points behind Tottenham six points behind Wolves at number six so like I said ugly game it wasn't a beautiful game but this is what we needed Uh, I think it's very important for the players to start learning how to eke out games to start learning how to win the hard games and not necessarily win beautifully it was a good test for us. It was a good outing for the kids, as I said. Uh, Nketiah getting on the scoreboard is very good. Willock getting on the scoreboard is very good. I hope it does well to up their confidence. Um, again, Shaq is a very important player. We finally saw a bit of Oba's pace. Finally, after I don't know how long, he's been asking for balls over the top, through balls, all of that. And yeah, we played quite a subdued game. Yeah, man, uh, towards the end of the match, our imaginary bus comes out. Our imaginary bus that we think we're going to pull out and two banks of four of uh, defensive masterclasses. And that didn't happen. Uh, It doesn't happen. It doesn't help. I think we need to learn how to keep up the pressure. Towards the end there, I think Arteta was just trying to finish the game, which is a very precarious position to find ourselves when you're at 1-0. Uh, one goal is very tough to defend for a whole match. Going into the last 15 minutes, it felt like forever. And we were under pressure for most of that with Ward Prowse and them hitting the side net, hitting Martinez. Martinez did very well in those last minutes, but it does show defensive frailty. I think at some point we're going to have to grow up and think about how we're going to be playing in these situations. Um, hopefully we can play as we did in those last minutes of extra time I think for the last 12 minutes all in all 
we had a very good attacking game. The game was more expensive. We pushed Southampton back. After getting the second goal, our confidence kind of ramped up. And you could see it in the players, um, in the type of fouls they were winning up top, in the type of corners, in the way we had more shots going on towards the end. Uh, and I'd like to see that for the whole match. I'd like them to come in and control games. You watch any of the other big teams, let's say uh, a Man City, a Liverpool they come into games knowing that they're going to be on the front foot and that usually scares the crap out of the other team which then allows them to relax a bit on the defensive end the minute you start getting defensive and you go back too far you run the risk of scoring a goal you run the risk of catching a late um, haymaker when the other team is trying to get level especially teams like Southampton uh, with Ings and Redmond people who've hurt us before it's really good to just go there and finish I mean ideally we'd have to set up along the lines of how Leicester sets up or along the lines of how Liverpool sets up so the Liverpool way of doing it is having three workhorse midfielders which I would have actually picked the kids um, Shaka, Saka and maybe Maitland-Niles to be the engine of Arsenal to run around and do the dirty work, so as to say, so that Aubameyang, Pepe and Ketia could just forward pressure and score some goals. Uh, the far easier option, I think, would then be Leicester, as Leicester set up is defensively sound. They they structure themselves very well in defense, then allowed Mares and Vardy to really run the counter. I would have loved to see um, Ozil run the counter. He's a very good carrier of the ball. He doesn't lose the ball a lot. And I think in the final stages of the match where everybody's tired and everybody, the other team is trying to push forward and get a goal, it would be very good to put on a player who can carry the ball, not lose it, and hopefully play a couple of balls in that can be capitalized on by Aubameyang or whoever he's striking with towards the end of matches even if it's just the two of them um, but in any case it was a very good win uh, good in the sense that we needed it not so much good in the way of the game itself I'm slowly transitioning out of being a fan who who just wants this beautiful football that has no no substance to it or no points to just really needing the win uh, my theory is that if they can learn how to win ugly now hopefully it's a lesson that they can take forward and carry on winning ugly while we're in transition we are very much a team that's in transition and yeah we need to learn how to how to grind out results even when everything is going badly as i said in previous podcasts i'm not one for wanting to see beautiful football in a time when we're struggling in a time when we don't have the players we need, in a time when we're wishing for the good players, that's not going to help you win games. You have to be pragmatic, you have to be real, and you have to set up to win uh, with whatever players you have, which is exactly what we need. Uh, Also, formally, we'd like to congratulate Liverpool for winning the league. Did it in record time, you overachieving bastards. But well done, they fully deserved it. Uh, What Klopp has done with those boys throughout the years is amazing. 
uh, part of me does feel like Arsenal is at the place where Liverpool was all those years ago uh, when Klopp joined. I saw a video explaining that I think it was 19 of the players that Klopp found at Liverpool are no longer at Liverpool and it was a proper rebuilding job. They were able to generate some money from the Coutinho sale and then buy pretty shrewdly to to build this team that they have now. I think that's what we need. I think we need to be able to plan that far ahead. Klopp did say that it's going to take him four years and in that four years at the end of it he's going to have a trophy. We didn't know they was going to have a Champions League and a league in the bag at this point. Um, some of us even made fun of Liverpool where they were at the time but I really do think that the cohesiveness of a plan uh, really propelled them forward throughout the four years. So I'm hoping that we can learn from that as Arsenal. Um, we still have a lot of a lot of kink finding and fixing. Um, there's a loggerheads in the back in, in, in the background in the executives about how we're going to go forward. But once I think we find unity in that vision, maybe we can move forward. I don't want to say too many nice things because it's like our players hear nice things and they stop doing whatever they were doing. But in any case, I'm getting sidetracked. Well done to Liverpool. Uh, you guys fully deserved it. I hope that when they have their guard of honor, when they play us, our players can feel a bit jealous. Our players can look at their peers and maybe that might ignite something in them. If that's what it takes for them to win. Fun fact. With Liverpool winning, um, I saw an interesting tweet where a person was like, oh, let me let me actually say it. Arsenal Anoop, that's the Twitter name, had a fun fact. The year after last Liverpool won the league, a former Arsenal player became Arsenal manager and clinched the league for Arsenal after a long drought of 17 seasons without the league. Arsenal last won the league 16 years back and a former Arsenal player is at the helm. Just say. Hey, I want it to be true. I really want it to be true. So here's to us winning the league next year. <laughs> um, yeah. Our next game is going to be at... Let me just pull it up. Sheffield, very tough side, defensively sound, um, but I think if we can put in another gritty performance, luck favours the brave. Um, yeah, so see you guys after that match, it's going to be on the 28th, Sunday, follow me on Twitter at president, T-E-W-B president, and let me know if I'm, if I'm crazy or if I've made some good points. <laughs>